From technology and acquisition to citizen services and mission execution, a culture shift is underway with federal government leaders increasingly seeking out solutions that disrupt the way business has traditionally been done. Here we connect with those government and industry leaders driving this change and delivering the real results in support of their agency mission. This is Keeping IT Brief. Today I'm speaking with Mitch Mitchell, the Vice President of Government Solutions at Amwell. Mitch, thank you so much for joining me today. Now, what are you hearing and seeing in regards to the behavioral health crisis and its impact on current and former military members? Well, Marianne, it's a um, it's a critical question, and I think it really comes as no surprise to anyone that we have a pretty significant mental health crisis uh, in the U.S. right now, and I think really broadly around the globe, in large part as a result of the pandemic that we're all coming through, as well as all of the other stresses that you know we're dealing with in daily life. It's especially impactful, however, I think, for um, for our military service members and veterans. Um, you know, the the crisis in the U.S. right now. Um, you know, since 2019, we've seen more than 45,000 American adults die from from suicide. Um, over 6,000 of those veterans. And since 2014, we've seen um, nearly 5,000 service members uh, die by suicide, uh, including active duty, reserves, National Guard. And in 2020, uh, those numbers within our active duty population uh, increased 44% uh, from 2015. Uh, there's been a lot recently uh, in the news as well. Uh, in 2021, uh, in Alaska alone, over 11 soldiers have died by suicide. Uh, recently, just this past spring, uh, we saw over 10 deaths uh, in the Navy on one single ship in the shipyard in, uh, in Norfolk, Virginia, one aircraft carrier. So, uh, it's, it is, in fact, um, a crisis uh, for both our, our military members and veterans. Um, I think from a, from a military perspective, um, it impacts readiness. And I think readiness is, is really the key um, for our military to be able to deploy um, and to be able to, to do their jobs. And if mental health crisis... Uh, is having an impact on on readiness. Um, the opportunities to uh, provide solutions are significant and uh, and great. Um, we've seen, you know, recently a lot of uh, discussion amongst uh, members of Congress and leaders uh, within the Department of Defense on how important this topic is. And we've seen uh, some real uh, progress and I think measured steps um, happening. Um, at the end of March, Secretary Austin uh, established a um, Suicide Prevention and Response Independent Review Committee. Uh, members of that committee were recently identified and they now are embarking on uh, really fully assessing the problem within the military. Uh, as well as evaluating um, successes and what's being done to help mitigate and combat um, first member suicide. VA recently announced uh, Mission Daybreak, 
which is part of the VA's 10-year strategy to end veteran suicide uh, through a comprehensive uh, public health approach. Um, it's a competition uh, that the VA has initiated seeking innovations uh, from uh, across the country on ways to combat veteran suicide. So we're seeing some really good uh, progress in addressing this problem. Okay, so now we're hearing a lot about telehealth's ability to address the behavioral health crisis, but AMWOL is combining virtual visits with automated and self-guided technologies. What more can you tell us about this? Well, Marianne, it's an excellent question, and, you know, for those uh, for those of your listeners that, that know AMWOL, um, they, they know us really as, a, as one of the leading telehealth companies in the nation, but it really is about more than just telehealth. Um, it's really about engaging um, individuals across a comprehensive set of capabilities well beyond just telehealth visits. Um, oftentimes we hear about the role telehealth can play in projecting um, behavioral health resources, therapy, and psychiatry resources where they need to be uh, because there aren't enough physically in a given location. And I think that is one reasonable use for technology. But I think the bigger problem is there aren't enough therapists. It's not just that there aren't enough therapists in a particular area, so let's use telehealth to get them where they need to be. I don't think we're seeing enough resources overall, therapy, psychiatry, and other behavioral health resources to meet the demand. So one of the things that Amwell has been doing is really looking at this very strategically to identify opportunities to apply technology, automated care, self-guided care, um, to help address the fact that there aren't enough resources and to empower individuals to be able to get benefit through things like cognitive behavioral therapy, Internet-based cognitive behavioral therapy, um, to begin to show an, uh, improvements in reducing those factors that might be leading to some of the behavioral health issues that we're, that we're starting to see. So really, it centers on a comprehensive approach, not just telehealth, but really the combining automated care to engage individuals at scale, enabling us to identify um, individuals that may need to be escalated to higher levels of care. That could include um, scheduled visits with a therapist or a psychiatrist, uh, either through telehealth or through brick and mortar, or it could also include enrollment into automated programs that can deliver value and help individuals build resilience and reduce levels of stress, depression, or anxiety, all things that can lead to tragic consequences like, like suicide. And I know you mentioned some, but what are the benefits of using these type of technologies to reach more people? That's an excellent question. So, as I said before, it's it's really a, a function of there not being sufficient numbers of behavioral health resources to be able to project them where they need to be. So, by automating care and by automating engagement, we're able to more effectively utilize the resources that we do have available to us. Imagine being able to engage thousands of soldiers or tens of thousands of veterans in automated ways to solicit input from them that can, that can really drive data-driven decisions to vector the resources where they need to be, whether it be additional therapy resources on a military post or whether it be instituting programs at veteran community centers um, to 
once we've identified where where those needs are. We're escalating individuals into self-guided or automated programs that you know have been proven through extensive peer-reviewed research to be effective in reducing levels of stress, depression, or anxiety. These automated tools can also be very effective in helping to identify environmental factors that are leading to um, instances of increased um, mental health and behavioral health needs. Um, you know, I've sat in and listened to extensive testimony before members of Congress and the Senate uh, from experts who really talked about uh, the environmental factors that are contributing to increase in suicide amongst our military and amongst our veterans. The ability to automate engagement and be able to identify those environmental factors, allowing our leadership, once again, to be able to put programs in place or vector resources where they need to be based on those inputs, I think, is an opportunity to leverage the technology and more effectively utilize the resources that we do have available to us. And would you be able to share with us some more examples of what you're speaking about? Yeah, you know, I, I really I look to the VA as a shining example of an organization that has really invested um, a lot of attention and energy and innovation to help combat the mental health crisis amongst our veteran community, as well as put the wheels in motion to look outside of the VA and solicit input from industry. Um, again, I cite the Mission Daybreak project that was recently announced, a competition to help combat veteran suicide. Um, the military health system equally um, is looking to our leadership in Congress to help fund and provide resources to help provide uh, new and innovative solutions to engage our service members to ensure their mental health well-being and readiness and also provide access to greater numbers of resources uh, for therapy and psychiatry in those markets where they're seeing uh, the greatest need. We're also seeing great examples uh, within our communities um, at the state level, at the community level. Um, it certainly is not going unnoticed that, once again, we have a real mental health crisis in this country. And telehealth, as a result of the pandemic, has really become a shining light in improving access. Um, it, it is one key ingredient, I think, to being able to improve um, access to care in communities where there aren't sufficient numbers of behavioral health professionals or psychiatrists. We here at AMWA, we've seen tremendous growth in that area, um, leveraging comprehensive behavioral health technologies, clinical resources that can be brought to bear uh, through telehealth in many of our communities across the country and in partnership with many of the health systems that we're working with. Mitch, this is some really great information. Is there anything else you would like to add? I, I see such an opportunity um, for us as a nation, really, to really double down on the innovation um, to help solve uh, this mental health crisis that we're seeing in the U.S. today. You know, we've all gone through a very significant and troubling time. Um, a pandemic, uh, the pandemic has had a profound impact on our businesses, on our kids, on our schools, uh, our veterans and is also having an impact on, on our military service members and their families. Um, we are a nation of innovators, and I really see an opportunity for us uh, to really step up, leverage best practices, um, look at the investments that are being made broadly across organizations like Amwell in bringing solutions together that can scale and really have a meaningful impact.
Well, great. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Marianne, thanks so much. It's really been a pleasure talking with you today. Thank you for listening. For more podcasts by G2 Exchange Media, please visit www.bethealthit.com and look for the podcast section at the top of the page. Music by Jam Studio, courtesy of Shutterstock Incorporated. Thank you.